Our friends at Entergy congratulate the hardworking men and women at Grand Gulf Nuclear Station. In addition to powering Mississippi homes and businesses with clean, low-cost energy, Grand Gulf plays an important role as an economic driver in our state. Thank you for strengthening our communities and congratulations on your record-setting production. The carbon-free energy from Grand Gulf will power a brighter future for generations to come. Entergy, we power life. Interesting. Okay. So, uh, as far as wide receiver, who is going to be uh, the best guy out there on the field catching balls from Will Rogers? Well, yeah, I think Jade Wiley is probably the most explosive, you know. And, and uh, the thing with him is, got got to get better with the drops, right? I mean, it's like when people say, "Okay, well, how do you replace that production from Makai Polk?" Well, here's the thing that I would say. And this is in no way a criticism of Makai Polk. I love Makai Polk. The guy was an outstanding receiver at Mississippi State. I think he probably should have come back, probably feels that way himself now. But Makai Polk was a product of the system. He was an underused wide receiver at Cal. He comes to Mississippi State where there's a need for a guy like him. And then he begins to flourish because he's playing in the air raid offense, if that makes sense. You know, so it's like sure. it, it's kind of a change. Thing. It's not like he was a proven performer that just happened to show up at Mississippi State. I mean, this guy, you know, what do you, what do you have a dozen catches in his college career, and all of a sudden he sets a school record? Well, if you're a Mississippi State guy, rather than lamenting the loss of Makai Polk, I think you guys say, you know what, hey, these guys can do it. You know, Steve Spurrier and this offensive staff, they can get production from the wide receiver position. And, you know, just talking to some of the guys at camps the last couple of days, you know, they think Caleb Ducking's going to make a step this year, and he made one last year. Now, this is a guy now that potentially be a starter for you, a guy that went, played in the run-first offense in high school, played in the run-first offense at Holmes Community College, redshirted his first year at Mississippi State. So it's been a, a very scenic path for Caleb Ducking, but Caleb could be a guy that, that picks up some of that slack. But I think you're going to see a whole lot more of stuff with, like, you know, Tulu Griffin. And uh, I think some of these new transfers that have come in, uh, will be utilized as well. But at the end of the day, I think it's about finding the pieces that fit your scheme because the scheme has proven to be very solid. No, I, I agree with the scheme part for sure. Steve Robertson, jeanspage.com, 247 Sports, on the Out of Bounds Show, ESPN, 105.9 The Zone. I have to tell you about this game-changing product I use before a night out with drinks. It's called Z-Biotics. Let's face it. After a night out with drinks, I don't bounce back the next day like I used to, and I have to make a choice. I can either have a great night or a great next day, and that is until I found Z-Biotics. Every time I have a Z-Biotics before drinks, I notice a difference the next day. Even after a night out, I can confidently plan on hosting this show and being awesome without worry. Look, I won't lie. I was a bit on the fence about Z-Biotics initially, but then while hanging out with friends over cocktails, I gave it a shot. And believe me, it is the real deal. Go to zbiotics.com slash OOB to get 15% off your first order when you use OOB at checkout. Remember to head to zbiotics.com slash OOB and use the code OOB at checkout for 15% off. Thank you, Z-Biotics, for sponsoring this episode and our good times. Uh, quarterback recruiting. There seems to be another guy in the mix for Leach other than the kid from Memphis. 
Oh, yeah. Chris Parson. State's not going to get Brock Glenn. I think really both parties have kind of moved on there. and I think Brock Glenn will ultimately end up at Auburn. I mean, things could always change. But, uh, you know, State was the leader, and all of a sudden Auburn offers him a scholarship. But everybody else is kind of playing catch-up now. There's some other schools out there. You know, Ohio State's offered him. Florida State's offered him. So, Legion Company clearly were on him early and evaluated him properly because now the guy's really blown up. But, you know, Florida State commitment Chris Parson is a guy that visited Mississippi State unofficially here about 10 days ago, took an official visit to SMU. He's at Ravenwood High School there in Tennessee. Grandparents in Starkville, dads from Pascagoula, a lot of connections there. Uh, but, you know, again, it's still probably too early to call. He's supposed to make some sort of announcement uh, at the Elite 11 at the end of the month. He's unhappy with Florida State. Uh, they told him initially when he committed he would be the only quarterback in his class. Now they're looking to sign two. He's unhappy about that. While he hadn't decommitted yet, there has been a fracture within that relationship. Now, he may hey, he may get to lead 11 and say, you know what, I've already wa- always wanted to be a Seminole. I'll make the best of this. I'm not scared to compete. Or he may announce he's reopening things. But Mississippi State has really prioritized him as a quarterback. Um, and I, I, Right now, I would say he is the guy. And I don't think they offer another guy until they know what he's going to do. Wow. All right. Uh, some people were expecting a run on commitments. I mean, they got a few. But uh, coming out of camps, there's some more. Um, grade, them, grade the recruiting right now because some people thought that there were three to four more that, that should have been committed, Steve. Well, I think some there's some probably some guys out there that actually have committed and hadn't announced yet. Okay, and uh, let's just call that an educated opinion. But uh, but also too, there's some guys too that I think came into the weekend had they had a great camp showing would probably have been pushed for a commitment. They didn't, so maybe you want to continue to evaluate those guys. There were a couple of guys that I was really excited to see that even when I saw them, I was like, ah, you know, they're okay, you know. Well, that's the thing. Okay, gets you five and seven and six and six. I mean, you know, I think we've graduated as a program to the point we don't just have to go take an okay guy. And maybe you watch that guy develop over his senior year. Maybe it lights a fire under him. You know, I mean, it's like, hey, I came to Mississippi State and I was hoping to commit and they weren't ready to take me. And so you can take that one of two ways. Well, I need to go somewhere else or I need to go show these guys they're wrong about me. But uh, I I like the commitment so far. you got seven so far. You know, I, I like the group. I think it's going to be a very Mississippi-centric class. I think it should be. It's a it's a good class, bordering on a really good class. I don't know that it's a great class because I don't know that we have the headliners. Uh, the one guy that I keep going back to, and we've had this discussion before, is Isaac Smith at the Dewamba Agricultural High School. That guy's an NFL guy. Get Perkins at Raleigh. That's an NFL guy. You know, so State and Ole Miss could potentially split those guys, but if you're Mississippi State, you can't lose them both. You got to go get one or two of those guys, you know. And, and you think about the linebackers in the state this year. You know, it was a pretty good year for linebackers last year. It's a really good year for linebackers this year. You know, and that's the thing that I think about. You got to start stacking these classes of certain personnel groups to kind of get yourself up to a point where you're not riding that roller coaster of up and down due to talent cycles. And so, uh, I like what they've done so far. Uh, need to get some more wide receivers. There, there are none in the class, and you're looking to take four. Uh, but I think once you get the quarterback position established, you'll see a run on wide receivers. But again, I, I think State's in a good position right now. Just got to keep working. Uh, what about a guy like Jalen Abram? Abram? From Oak Grove? Abram. Abram. Yeah, he pronounces it. 
Yeah, and uh, actually so, had some. Uh, some oh, go ahead. He, he's not even rated, and that just kills your class. He plays at a big program. He's six two, one eighty. He's got good size. Uh, what are the expectations for his rating at some point in the next uh, four or five months? I, well, he'll be he'll be rated before then. But um, you know, I think a lot of it too. To be quite honest with you, I think the industry, the you know, the lack of camps and spring evaluation periods in 2020. I think I think that's catching up with us a little bit. You know, because usually we identify these guys as sophomores and juniors. And then you have a chance to kind of watch them develop over a couple of years, and you feel really good about your eval. We didn't get a chance to see many of these guys. And there were some states around where you couldn't even go to high school games in 2020. So we're kind of still playing catch-up, and I hate to blame COVID for anything because I think sometimes that's just an excuse. But there are guys that are popping up that we're not not quite as familiar with. You know, and, and, you know, when I used to run these football combines in the state, there wasn't a kid in the state of Mississippi who could get a junior college offer, and I wouldn't hear about it. It's just a different day and time. And we'll get back up to speed, but I – Jalen Abram, and I, I wrote this yesterday, he is one of the best players in the state of Mississippi that I've evaluated this year. And I've watched tape on all the known guys, all the guys that have Power 5 offers, all the guys that stake on Mr. Chasen. That kid can really play. Does he play receiver? Does he play DB? I think he probably ultimately ends up as a safety. Uh, I love his range. I love the fact that he attacks the football at the highest point. He's a guy that's not scared to get in there and tackle. He's got a little contact courage. Uh, but I think this is a great get for State. Now, a month ago, I wouldn't have said that. But now that I've sat down and watched, you know, about 40 minutes of tape on this guy, I'm beginning to realize, you know what, I can understand why State wanted to prioritize this guy. And, you know, he's got over a dozen offers as it is. And I think that's kind of what you're seeing, too. And, you know, Ole Miss and Mississippi State clearly have a different strategy this year. You know, Kip and those guys, there's a lot of discussion. They're going to probably sign about half of their class from the portal. And I think that's a very interesting proposition. Could be um, could be a gold mine or could be a complete bust. You just don't ever know. We were just kind of figuring all those things out as we go. But yeah, I think state is content to kind of work most of this from the high school ranks and then develop these guys and then kind of supplement from the portal where they need to. So two very different strategies. But yeah, there are a lot of kids in state this year that don't have an offer from Ole Miss and probably in years past would have. And so I think that shapes things up a little differently. I think state's going to sign do really well in state I think at the end of the day, both schools will declare victory. You know what I'm saying? When they get to the end of the signing process, oh, sure. well, our transfers, you know, but at the end of the day, it's just a two different methodologies when it comes to, to getting players. And so uh, I like what State's doing so far. I'm interested to see what Ole Miss does, um, you know, the rest of this year because there's a handful of guys in Mississippi I know right now that would love to have an offer from Ole Miss and don't have one. So does Ole Miss circle back to those guys later in the process? That's what's going to be awfully interesting.